All right. Hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen, sonic as in supersonic.com. Cool. I'm balancing my phone on a Sharpie marker right now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to John Michael's weekly training on how to do a handstand by only touching the ground with one finger. Oh, you mean you're not here for that class? Oh, I see. You're actually here for the other class, where you just sit and listen to me talk about me. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal therapeutic tool I just call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and just really post them for those who might be interested. Hopefully to maybe inspire someone, I recognize that... I've had a lot of experiences so far. I say that like I'm so old and wise. I'm kind of old and wise, but I'm, I'm young and wise. A lot of those experiences are experiences that other people might never get the chance to do, which was sweet that I could go on those things, but what's the point of having an experience if you can't share it with anyone? Like, that's not really... I mean, it's fun for you, but... So yeah, I just want to share it with people and hopefully inspire someone. And also, it's just for me mentally. I'm not doing this for any sort of social gain or to be a better human. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about me, talk about who I am. Everything in those two episodes encompasses big things that have happened. Since the end of them, nothing really crazy's gone on. It is absolutely okay if nobody listens to this. Obviously, you're here. If you need it, to like help you get to sleep because maybe my voice is just soothing in such a way that it helps you sleep or it's boring. I know when I was listening back to it, to my last episode, to episode 10, <laughs> I I was already pretty tired, but I felt like I was sitting through a boring, dry class. So maybe you got that same experience. It's okay. Max episode time is roughly 20 minutes, no more. Probably, like, within a minute less. I want to add in this disclosure that you probably saw in my description that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. I've been criticized before for not thinking thoroughly on my thoughts and just blabbing and not really processing, but I'm an external processor, which may be just a made-up construct. Mainly me telling these stories is all improvisational. Oh, secrets out. There's not much writing that goes into this other than the topic that I have and the introduction that I'm going through. But this is just organic and how I talk. But here we go. The next topic 
to when we went to the Wisconsin Dells, 2011. So like 18, 19. I graduated with a group of friends and somehow we decided to go to the Wisconsin Dells. This time was fun. It's an honor to know a group of people who gladly put up with you or tolerate you and want to spend time with you. My friends and I, we spent a couple days and we're just like going on rides and hanging out at the water park and it was just genuinely a lot of fun. I remember this one ride. It was at the water park. I think you can do up to like three or four people where you're all like strapped into this thing where you're laying on it and you get raised to the top and then you pull this cord and you're just like a giant pendulum. My friend and I, we were just swinging back and forth over like this giant wave pool, which was sweet. Doing things with friends is fun. Genuinely take it from me because like I do a lot of things alone. I don't want to do anything alone anymore. Like I need to be around people. I, I do need people. There's only so much you can do alone. And at a certain point, life gets boring when you're alone. It's always been a thing of mine since I was little is that I've always kind of done things alone. People, they come and people, they go. But you also get to choose whether or not people leave from your life or whether they stay. Naturally, people kind of gravitate out of your life. It's great that we have technology and like video calls and uh, what do you call them? Phone calls and snail mail, like writing letters to each other. But yeah, having people in your life is sweet. How boring would it have been if I went to the Wisconsin Dells alone and did all those things by myself? It's like when I toured America by myself. There was a part of that trip, it was boring because I was alone, alone, and you could say that it was partially like pointless because I was alone and I couldn't share it with anyone. But at the same time, like I was at Niagara Falls, I was just walking along the waterfall and I just had this thought in my head that's like, isn't this boring for you? Isn't it boring to be here alone? Like, wouldn't you want to be here with someone? In all honesty, at the time, I was like, you know what? I'm honestly okay being alone right now because I'm actually not alone. Jesus is with me. I'm sharing this time with him. And spending time with Jesus is like the best thing that you can do with your time. He knows you better than you know you, whether you like it or not. There's a passage in the Bible from the book of Psalms that says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139, verse 13 through 14. I know that I'm treasured above anything in this world that I could think of. I know that I'm worth more than those things to to him. And I am able to enjoy life to the fullest, like literally to the fullest. Now, is it still going to be hard? Yes. Is it still going to be boring sometimes? Yes. Am I going to find things that you would think would be like, like this is the best thing in the world, but at the end you've, you still feel like you're, you're wanting something more? I feel that all the time, and I know that Jesus is my soul's longing. We were designed to be in a 
relationship with him. There are great things in this life. Knowing him makes those things even greater. In light of the life to come, which comes only through Jesus Christ. And having friends is great. Ooh, this next one is kind of scary. So I'll try to put as much laughter into it as I can. To when I found spider nests underneath my table. 2016, 2017, I had a friend who's a carpenter. I asked him, hey, will you make me a table, like a dining room table? So he built me this table, this beautiful table. It was just sweet because I could actually like eat breakfast at it and play my computer at it like a desk. One day I randomly looked, happened to look underneath as I was cleaning and noticed like a bunch of spider nests. When I was at work, there was this guy who came in and I was talking to him about having spiders, spider nests under my table. He was like an insect killer. He actually gave me this can of chemicals that you can't buy in stores. So I used it and I vacuumed everything up. And so no more nests under my table. The only thing that's going to hurt you is the fear that comes with them. And like I've said before, fear is a liar and fear will destroy you. Fear won't destroy you, but fear will make your life a lot less enjoyful, enjoyable. And that's where I'll leave that. To when we flung cards on the floor in Albania while the ground shook. This is cool. 2015. This is right when I graduated college. Well, afterward. I think I mentioned this before. But specifically the story, there was just this brief moment. We were hanging out in this house, this apartment. If you've ever like played with a deck of cards, or if you've ever had a deck of cards, there's a certain way that you can hold one of the cards and fling it. So it actually like flies cutting through the air and it like rotates and stuff. And you can like actually aim for where it should land. And it's pretty cool. My friend and I threw every single card across the living room slash kitchen. But while the ground shook, what does that mean? What's it mean for the ground to shake? All of a sudden, like, we were throwing these cards, and then have you ever had it where, like, out of the corner of your eye, maybe not out of the corner of your eye, just something happens, and you're like, did you guys experience that too, or am I just crazy? Like one time my sister and I were driving and off to the eastern horizon, it looked like we both saw this like black spot in the sky just like flew upward. It was bizarre. Out of the corner of my eye when we were flinging cards, I see this kind of bookshelf thing on the wall start shaking. It wasn't a lot of shaking. It was just a little bit, just enough to like grab your attention. The instant it happened, there were four people total in the room. And we're like, did you guys see that? Uh, what just happened? Um, are we okay? And turns out there was an earthquake maybe like 40 miles northwest of us. Just like some, I don't know the technical terms, but the ground shook and that's, that actually happened. Everybody was okay. And it just, it didn't only shake the ground, it like shook people's being. I don't know what I would do if that came. 
yeah, physically, how I'm prepared is one thing, but emotionally, would I emotionally be prepared for that? Probably not. I don't think anybody is emotionally prepared for what could happen during an earthquake. It's important to think about, like, what if this happened? What if this happened? I guess just just understand that you're not invincible. I'm not invincible. We can do everything we can to try to protect ourselves, but at the end of the day, yeah. I'm not okay with death, but am I at peace with it? Yes. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of the unknown. Is it a little nerve-wracking? Yeah, but ultimately... I'm not afraid of the possibility because my heart is rooted in the fact that Jesus Christ has defeated death. My my physical body will pass on, but my spirit will be resurrected with him into his kingdom, into eternity. In John chapter 14, Jesus is comforting his disciples. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go in to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. I could read you the whole Bible, but I won't. Try not to be afraid. And if you don't want to be afraid anymore, I invite you to ask Jesus into your heart. Now, does that mean my life is perfect and I never experience fear and anxiety? No. I still experience fear, I still experience anxiety, but I'm not bound to those things. Oh gosh, why are these topics getting more and more like metaphysical, philosophical? Whoever wrote this, to when the present moment comes and goes. This isn't even really a story, it's just like every single day, it's the thought about being present, being awake where you are, acknowledging every, literally every second that you go through and appreciating the things that you have, appreciating where you are, those in your life. Don't live in envy. Don't look at your neighbor and say, I want what they have and ignore what you have. Don't ignore what you have because we all have something. We all have a handful of things in front of us that we're able to appreciate. If you can't see that, then you're probably not looking hard enough. But, friend, let me tell you that they are right in front of your face. Literally right in front, like directly in front of you. You might be looking every other direction for them. Is it hard for me to be content with where I'm at? Yes, of course. Like, I'm always looking for where do I go next? What do I do next? I need to constantly be doing something when, in reality, God just needs me to be present where I am and not worry about tomorrow. Living a life of constant worry is not fun. It's not enjoyable because you miss the moment. You, you actually miss the things in your day. 23 hours and 56 minutes in a day 
Time probably tastes good. I bet time really tastes good. <laughs> You've heard people say appreciate the little things. Take one day at a time. Live each moment like it's your last. Things like that. Everybody has different experiences. Try to spend less time focusing on other people's life, looking through social media for long periods of time, and seeing other people doing things in their life that will probably make you depressed. Do something with your day, something as simple as like building a paper airplane, drawing a picture, writing a letter to yourself. Some days might be a lot more boring than others. You and I, we should be content with the fact that we woke up today and go from there. I try to get outside at least once a day. And during quarantine, like I've gone for like 10 to 20 minute walks every day and that's it. Or like a couple days I would just go to, go to get the mail. Some days I try to or I try to journal every day and read my bible every day. But some days I don't do that because I'm spending my time fantasizing about things I could be doing. That's okay to a certain degree, but at a point, that makes it more easy for you to not be content with where you are. You're missing out on what's in front of you, and you just feel like your day is empty. So the present moment will come and go in a millisecond, in a nanosecond. Take each moment like a breath. How many times do you breathe in a day? Or if you've seen Rent, you will be familiar with the song Seasons of Love, which <laughs> my mom hated me singing this. She didn't hate me singing it. Singing it. She probably just got annoyed because I did it all the time. Let's say the lyrics for you. I won't sing because you don't want to hear my singing. You'll probably be blown away by my singing if I sung. Maybe not. 25,600 minutes. There you go. You're welcome. That was my, uh, my alto falsetto. I can also go bass. No, I can't really do bass. I can't really sing like that. Moments come and go. Try to appreciate every single one. And if you don't appreciate every single one, don't beat yourself up. I'm not perfect at appreciating everything I have. I should appreciate my job, and I don't want to work there anymore. Good thing I can filter my thoughts and take things out, removing things that I probably shouldn't have said. It's not like this is a live recording. I'm like the wizard in The Wizard of Oz, kind of. <laughs> I guess each one of those was kind of a lesson. I hope there was some good insight in there. When I was little, I had this neighbor who would, like, always have RC, like, cars or planes and drive him around, and I would just go watch him. And when he wanted to go inside, he would always be like, see you next time. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio johnmichaelcollins.com Yeah, I drink coconut milk, by the way, if you were wondering. Thanks for listening. Yeah.